Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Sports Time Machine here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Anna Kagadakis, and each week we head down memory lane as I take you back in time and we remember some of the greatest moments in sports history. Leave your flux capacitor at home. All you need to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or any of your other favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. As a kid of the 90s, I think I watched every single movie that Disney made, and I love the sports movies. There's probably really about a million sports movies out there, but only one was the inspiration to an entire team. On September 18, 1993, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim played their first NHL preseason game against the Penguins. But why was this game so significant? Well, it was the first time the team took the ice. And it was a team founded by the Walt Disney Company. Headline news made by the National Hockey League last week. The awarding of two conditional expansion franchises. One to Anaheim, California and the Disney Company led by Michael Eisner. The story of how the team came to be is an interesting one. But more importantly, it's a fascinating look at the world of marketing. You had a giant family-friendly entertainment company put together a professional hockey team. And this is a sport where fights are an everyday occurrence. But let's back up first. In December of 1992, the NHL awarded Disney the rights of the franchise along with the rights to a Miami team that eventually became the Florida Panthers. Back in Anaheim, just a few miles away from Disneyland, was a brand new $110 million sports arena that was fully funded by the city of Anaheim and its taxpayers. But here's the problem. There wasn't a team attached to call it home. For the NHL, bringing in Disney was an easy choice. The company had a built-in fan base, they were located in a major market, and bringing in a beloved company would alleviate the negative press surrounding the sports complex that, at that point, would only be used for concerts. And adding Disney's marketing prowess seemed like a magic touch. Disney decided to name the team after its successful film franchise, The Mighty Ducks, a movie about, spoiler alert, a group of misfit kids who turned their downtrodden losing team into a group of winners. From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging, maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, men at first. The Walt Disney Company had to fork out $50 million to get the deal done. Half of the money was paid to the Los Angeles Kings as compensation for sharing the NHL market in Southern California. Now, Disney held a gala press conference to announce that the team would begin play that next season. Disney's chairman at the time, Michael Eisner, unveiled the team's official name, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, named after Disney's 1992 box office hit. The Mighty Ducks are the only team in history of major North American professional sports leagues to be named after a brand. But it was a press conference like no other, with a lot of Disney flair, including a brass band, Disney characters, cheerleaders, roller hockey players, and hundreds of balloons and bales of confetti. Eisner made the announcement decked out in Mighty Ducks gear and understood the potential ridicule that came with the name. So the name of this team is officially the Mighty Ducks. It's a quack heard around the world. One, two, three. 
With that momentous quack, history was made. Eisner said the film's success had served as market research, and the adoption of the name resulted in another announcement of the arena's new name. The Pond at Anaheim. Well, the name was met with laughs and eye rolls, but it didn't deter the Disney marketing plan. The team held a contest for fans to design a team logo and color scheme. Disney also committed to supporting youth hockey by building a state-of-the-art twin rink practice facility that was used for Mighty Ducks practices as well as youth clinics. And it also served as the filming location for the film sequel, D2, The Mighty Ducks. On September 18th, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim took the ice in their first game, a preseason game. But the excitement revolving around the new team was evident. Then on October 8th, the Mighty Ducks played their first franchise game at home, at the Pond, against the Detroit Red Wings. Before they dropped the puck came a 20-minute pregame show that cost a whopping $450,000. It featured an electric guitar rendition of Disney's latest soundtrack hit, Be Our Guest, from the movie Beauty and the Beast. Then there was a call for fans to blow their plastic duck calls. But to really get a feel for the Disney extravaganza, it's time to hear it for yourself. Here's sound from the past. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Let's go directly downstairs to our good friend and public address announcer, Denny Packer, for the start of tonight's pregame ceremonies from the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. Esteemed hockey fans, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight to the pond. We invite you to relax and take your seat as the city of Anaheim, the National Hockey League, and the Mighty Ducks celebrate a new era in sports entertainment.
Brian Hayward, I have a feeling somewhere right now, Merriam-Webster is rewriting the definition of extravaganza. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I felt like I was back on Main Street in Disneyland listening to that. And that was only a short portion of the pregame ceremony. I'll actually tweet out the rest of the show on Twitter at Anna Kagaraikis, hashtag sports time machine. Looking back, a lot of it seemed pretty cheesy, I know, and probably got quite a few laughs from sports fans. But wasn't that kind of the 90s as a whole? Weren't most sitcoms on TV really cheesy with their corny music? Don't get me wrong. I loved it at the time, and I still get nostalgic watching some of my old favorite TV shows. But more importantly, those marketing techniques worked and helped the bottom line. Ducks licensed merchandise skyrocketed. In a couple of years, the Mighty Ducks accounted for 80% of the $1 billion of NHL merchandise sales. It also helped that their presence was seen in Disney theme parks and Disney stores. I still remember growing up in the 90s and trying to incorporate the somehow unstoppable flying V formation from the movie into my own sports games. I want you to remember what we learned. Ducks stick together, right? Yeah! So let's see it. Show me the flying V. All right! Flying V! didn't always work out so well in real life. In the NHL's first year, the Ducks had a record-breaking 33 wins as an expansion team. They were nearly full capacity all season long. After D2 came out, of course, D3. And both of those movies featured the redesigned logo and colors of the NHL team. Disney subsequently debuted an animated series in September of 1996 called, well, The Mighty Ducks. It featured a fictional Mighty Ducks team consisting of anthropomorphic hockey-playing ducks, or basically ducks that had human qualities. 26 episodes were produced in total, and the show focused on the team's actual mascot, Wild Wing. Unfortunately, the NHL product started to decline during what was called the Dead Puck era, and labor issues led to the lockout in the 2004-2005 season. The NHL was losing popularity, and the already struggling Ducks team couldn't keep their heads above water. The Walt Disney Company owned the Mighty Ducks for 13 years and in 2005 agreed to sell the team to Broadcom owner Henry Samueli and his wife Susan. In no time at all, the new owners dropped the word Mighty from the team name, changed the logo and the color scheme to distance themselves from the Disney Company. In the 2006-2007 season, the Ducks won the Stanley Cup in five games over the Ottawa Senators. Even now, Disney is still capitalizing. The Mighty Ducks will return to Disney Plus as a sequel series. And Emilio Estevez will return as the iconic hockey coach, Gordon Bombay. Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Duck man. I swear to God, I was there. Emilio! (laughs) Disney ordered the 10-episode sequel back in February. And you know what they say, once a duck, always a duck. Looking back behind the scenes of how the Anaheim Ducks came to be is interesting for sports fans, but also for those interested in business and sports management, specifically when it comes to marketing. 
it would be interesting to see how a deal like that would go down today in our current world of social media. How would it be different? And what did you find the most interesting? Let me know by reaching out on social media. You can go to Twitter at Anna Kagadikes and by using the hashtag Sports Time Machine. Here's something else that happened on September 18th in history. We're sticking with Disney Ducks. On September 18, 1987, the popular show DuckTales premiered and ran for a total of 100 episodes over four seasons. The series was the first Disney cartoon to be produced for a weekday syndication with its success, paving the way for other cartoons like Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Tailspin. In 2015, Disney XD revived the show with a modern reboot, and I'll be honest though, the classic, still the best. And that theme song? Still one of the most memorable songs of all time. Dan Fletcher of Time Magazine noted its lasting impact. Despite being just a children's song, he said, Some of the lyrics might not make sense to those older than the age of 10. We're not sure how life in Duckburg is like a hurricane or exactly what a duck blur is, but the DuckTales song is still awesome. Yep, still know every single word to that song. And that will do it for today. Thank you again for listening to Sports Time Machine. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate Sports Time Machine on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find the show at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Anna Kagarakis, that's K-A-G-A-R-A-K-I-S, and on Instagram at Anna Kags. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Time flies when you're having fun. Thanks for heading down memory lane with me. I'm Anna Kagarakis, and we'll talk soon. Ooh! Quack! 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.